Zoom, 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 zoom. That's much, 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 much better. Okay. Hebraya. One, one, one. Are we ready? We are ready. I was born ready. Go, go, go. Hello, hello, Yael Schweiger. Hi, Oz Shuti. Welcome to Tech Point Charlie. Ba ding a ding a ding. Ba ding a ding a ding. That's lovely that you assume that the intro will be here. <laughs> so, hello, everyone, all our listeners. Apparently, 462 of you. <laughs> yeah, that, was, uh, that happened quite fast and was quite surprising. So, yeah. you're a community now of listeners, actually. Yeah, it's, which it's is, shocking to us. And yeah, also, it's kind of crazy. Thank you so much. It's yeah. actually, we just thought about recording something really nice for some people. And we were hoping to have like our friends listening in. <laughs> yeah. And like strangers are enjoying it. So hi, strangers. Yeah. Hi, strangers. Thank you so much for the nice things on Twitter um, or just basically DMing us all over the place. Thanks a lot. Um, it just made it so much more real to us. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, let's not, uh, you know just talk about that <laughs> <laughs> even though it's lovely although we're very very excited definitely yes. a huge milestone for us um and it's also super fun to know that people are listening and that it's helpful we wanted this to be nice and easy going but we are going to go into our topic of today which is da -da -da -da. interviews yes basically it's a continuation of our episode three and somewhat of a continuation of our quick point charlie episode about biases um so yeah, so uh, when we were talking about the hiring process, we avoided talking about the interview part because there's so much to be said there. Yeah. Uh, and we said it deserves its own episode, and here it is. Yeah, so let's talk about interviews then. So in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, just touch biases a little bit, just to, for reference. Um, and we're going to talk about what we personally like to see in our interviewees, so the people that we meet or interview. Uh, so just our personal perspectives and things that we've seen in our, the companies that we worked for, um, likes and dislikes, I guess. And also talk about what we are looking for in uh, engineers and in product people from the different perspectives of product and engineering. Yeah, definitely. I am going to share what I look for when I actually interview product people. So. And I'm going to share what I'm looking for when I meet an engineer. <laughs> that's, that's why we have this podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Communication is everything. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go into this. Quickly talk about biases. Um, for those who haven't listened to our Quick Point, uh, Quick Point Charlie episode, where we're just going to deliver those 20-minute episodes about things, we just released an episode about biases. If you want to like hear us talk about that for 20 minutes, go ahead, come back to this later. Yeah. For those who just need a refreshment, um, what are biases? What are type of biases that we need to be aware of? And what do we do with biases, Yale? It's basically some assumptions that we made uh, on the basis of appearance or age or gender or anything else that might affect our judgment or the way that we perceive information that we're given uh, by another person or CV or whatever uh, that could uh, kind of that could affect the way that we perceive this information and the way that we would make a decision based on that. And we should try to avoid those. So just to remind everyone, everyone has biases. Everyone is exposed to them. We are too enlightened as you are, maybe. 
we all have those and that's fine we should recognize those and make sure that we work towards um well against the biases right yeah making the right call for the position according to what you want the position to be actually filled by and not what you as a person kind of imagine yeah, yeah exactly yeah okay that's a very quick point about biases yeah so as yes what do you like to see when you're interviewing a senior engineer when I'm interviewing a senior engineer I definitely want to see that um, aside from definitely soft skills so a person who can actually just uh, communicate and 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 just basically talk about some processes and why they do things the way they do but in a more technical way a person that can describe their projects a person that actually don't talk shit about their projects like they can say I did this thing and it was it was bad it was good it was whatever but they are reasoning and if they are reasoning that we did that and they can actually basically say yeah we did I don't know we chose X mm-hmm. even though we should have chosen y that's that's good because that's that shows that the person actually can self-reflect and and is like well, so yeah so when you say don't talk shit you mean like uh about team members like the my team leader said we need to do this and this but he was stupid and yeah. that's why i quit right so i want to see someone who's actually like kind of loyal to their team and it's okay like if you think someone was wrong and you leave because of that there are ways to say that as well yeah i mostly mean if you go to an interview don't talk shit <laughs> but basically also what I want to see is if a person can justify decisions made in a project. I don't fully care if a person can reverse a list uh, on a whiteboard. Like uh, like this is a very standard uh, yeah. coding challenge you usually give to juniors de- junior developers, I think. I want to see a person that actually tells me, oh, we chose this and this and this or that technology or this mm-hmm. type of um, structure. And they can actually... Defend it. The, yeah, defend and, it. And, and then in time, I can always have my magical questions like, okay, knowing what you know now, for example, senior developer X, mm-hmm. what would you change three years ago when you actually started this project? Mm-hmm. So this is a way to ask about self-reflection, about the person, if he grew and learned, if that person kept up with new technologies in the last three years. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a way to kind of ask many things and not just like because a lot of the times people complain but they don't come come up with solutions and i'm a big believer of don't complain like just make it better so i want my seniors when i'm interviewing seniors to be able to come up and tell me okay this thing thinking is wrong but it is what it is we've done what we've done now now where we are at where we at let's improve it from here and that's what i want to see and this is something i actually ask my seniors Okay, cool. What about, uh, well, people that are more junior in engineering positions? What do you like to see there? So I'm a big believer that a part of what a junior does, a junior has a big role, in my opinion, in uh, junior and mid-level. They have big roles, and I think that's not fully represented here in Berlin, by the way. Or recognized, yeah. Yeah, because... It's kind of like, no, we need someone senior uh, to do We need all the seniors. Yeah, and every position like, I've been like, to. No, we only hire people. seniors, <laughs> and then we let seniors do junior work, and then they're bored and they're annoyed. Yeah. So there is the concept of things that seniors... I, I wouldn't say... I'm air-quoting. They're not they're too good for. They're not. But they're too, they're too costly to do, and it annoys them to do that because they've been doing that for 15 years. I don't know, for whatever time. Yeah. Um, what I want from my juniors is basically to be eager to to actually um, to have this eager to learn mm-hmm. and to be able to find a mentor within the team and, and learn from, to actually care, to read books, to have this way of 
challenge and, and the seniors as well, like to be able to kind of express their voice. Um, so basically the need to learn and of course the basic skills of like having the ability to write some code and, and like... Um, Do you and, care about the code quality or how many mm, years of experience or like do they work alone or within teams? Like are there specific things like this that you really care about or like to see? Definitely all those are pluses. Like if you're hiring a junior and you get a junior that, for example, um, did Scrum and it was a kind of healthy Scrum process yeah. and it can explain why, that's lovely. I think like all those things are added values. Um, I don't expect them to be the masters of anything, but um, if they know more, then the more the merrier. I'm not going to complain. Mm -hmm. um, but personality-wise, I mean, or personally-wise. Wanting mean? to learn and wanting to absorb uh, information, that's the most important thing for me. Like for me, and it happened to me several times that I've interviewed juniors where they were basically, even though they were juniors, and I, I don't mean that years, years are not a factor to measure anything. I mean like the, the technology or the, like the engineering test that we gave them showed us they are juniors and even though they were they treated themselves or they like held themselves in a way like they're seniors and they know everything and they're smarter than everyone and mm -hmm. that's kind of a sign of people that are not willing to learn and not willing to accept that others can actually teach them mm -hmm. and this is not what i expect from from any actually anyone not from seniors as so well this but this is like the downside of things that you don't like yes that's what i don't like and okay. from yeah basically what i want from juniors is just eager to learn motivation and and of course bits of everything like just like uh, I wrote some code in that way, showed potential, not the best looking mm -hmm. code, understand some processes, maybe the lingo of agile, maybe not, I don't know, mm -hmm. um, but doesn't have to be perfect in any of those. And all those sums up into a lovely, lovely junior. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what are you looking for when you're interviewing a senior engineer? Well, I don't know if I can make the differentiation between a senior and a junior engineer. And honestly, when I was involved in the hiring process of engineers, it was uh, mostly after some filtering so just to meet the person or you know welcome them to the team or have some lunch uh, so uh, but if you ask me what i'm looking for when we hire someone is that uh, they're able to communicate well and in that sense i mean uh, not that they can say you know hi in the morning <laughs> or something i mean if they want to sit at their desk and they don't want to be a part of some conversations that's fine i mean more that when there's a questions or or something to consider that I need input on so I can make a decision or that they have made a decision that we're able to talk about this. This could be in chat, it could be an email, it could be through a document and it could be in a conversation, but that they are able to tell me why or what they made or what's the conflict because sometimes uh, I'm asked to make a decision and I don't have enough information or maybe there is a complexity. Sometimes that complexity is technical or the complexity of the effort of making something is because of something technical. And there were a lot of times where um, I was answered with, uh, it's too technical, we can't really share that with you or something like that. And I don't believe that's true. <laughs> or Yeah, no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's like, there are <laughs> not many things in the technical world that cannot be explained in a conversation. Yeah, And it's fine if I don't know every nitty-gritty part of this technical discussion but we should be able to have those discussions so what yeah, yeah so what am you're nodding so I, I see you're agreeing but 
yeah, what I'm looking for is a partner and a conversation. So uh, basically, maybe your wish is for an engineer to be able to talk product. Well, yeah, this is one way of, of saying that, I guess. But, um, well, not fully. They don't have to want to engage in that necessarily or have the full picture. But if I come with a question, it's because I need an answer to add that to my equation of, of all the information in order to make a decision whether we should stop the development, continue, invest more time, uh, change acceptance criteria or the way things should be made or tested or whatever. Um, so w when I come to receive information, it's, it's because I need it, basically. Um, and I'm also happy if they come to me with some added information or when they have questions. But oftentimes it's uh, either not communicated at all because maybe they don't think I'm a point person to talk to about that or that I wouldn't understand. That happened a lot. And I'm like, you know, try me. <laughs> and usually that's fine because uh, the level of complexity or simplicity that we need in order to make a decision is usually not that deep into the technological part. Another thing that is related to communicating between like product and engineers that I really like having is sometimes when I ask, you know, how much effort is that? I get some like eye rolls and it's like, she wants a number again <laughs> or something like, like <laughs> yeah. if I say three, she's going to like count three days and that's about it. And then like on the fourth day at 9am, she would say, stop working on this. And that's obviously not the situation. And that's also what not three means, I guess. Yeah, no, I yeah. like if we're talking three days or we're talking about complexity and scrum of like three, five, eight, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's not it. But the point is that uh, sometimes people are like afraid to give answers and that can be a part of a process they experienced maybe but we should be able to talk about this so it's okay if you don't want to you know give a number but like just kind of narrate your thoughts <laughs> like this is complex or this part of the code is old this is hard to do we touched it last time and it was terrible or I'm very optimistic because just give me some information that we can work with yeah and I guess this is more like a it's maybe more like a mid-level to senior because I think a junior would not even understand what we're talking about right now. Like for you as a product manager, I guess, yeah. like a junior wouldn't be able to explain to, to you because I don't, I'm not sure a junior would actually be able to explain to himself or herself why they're doing what they're doing, right? True, but we would usually not necessarily have those conversations with a junior, right? I don't expect yeah. to be doing that, but um, I guess, uh, I don't know, a, a junior engineer can say that they're stuck <laughs> yeah and that's so i'm wondering then if if that's for you like um a senior then then for you what would you, what are you looking for in a junior then is there like to mm -hmm. to communicate whether if something's going wrong or not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i guess because uh i'm a part of all the agile ceremonies whether yeah. it's scrum or something else or whatever and i'm i am uh, in charge of making sure things are moving in the right direction or they're not taking too long according to what we planned for example or you know, are not too complex against what we planned, um, then just to raise your hand or voice or say that you're stuck and that you need help. Uh, sometimes uh, either a Scrum Master's role or a product role, whatever, like it, it could, could be the same in some companies, um, is to make sure that you have the support you need. And that could mean me going into your, like going to your engineering manager and, and just say, you know, that person looked like they need some help. Let's make sure that they do. So if they can't do it by themselves, I'm more than happy to help remove that barrier for them. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And also for me, from the non-technical part, this is something I actually look for when I'm interviewing engineers. Um, senior to, to juniors, it's all a matter of um, their expertise, is the ability to, to talk product, I guess, or at least to negotiate. So for me, a big part of what we do is we all work together as one unit, product, UX, engineers, um, marketing, if you have that, whatever. We all work together and we want to achieve the same goal. And if, for example, an engineer can't um, explain to a product manager why we should do something, then that it's person... It's amazing how much it's like underestimated. So, yeah, uh, well, <laughs> you're giving me a look. <laughs> you know the question that's coming, I guess. Um, what are you looking for when you're interviewing a senior product manager or a product manager generally? Well, I have not yet had the opportunity <laughs> to interview either, actually. <laughs> uh, well, really? Not even participate in Well, any... participate, yes, but not to interview. I know what I care about, but actually I want to... I have things that I am happy to see in interviews in general, okay. which I want to share. Share some away. Things, yeah, some things I agree with what you had said, like about, about curiosity and about um, setting your ego aside, and that's uh, super important. Um, when uh, interviewing for, I guess, roles for product or a designer or people that should be, I guess, um, sitting in an intersection in between roles and, and work with different uh, disciplines to make a decision or bring a suggestion to the table, um, then uh, I'm definitely looking for someone, and I like seeing when someone is able to communicate a full case end to end. And by that, I mean that if I give you the opportunity and we do that in interviews, when we say, all right, um, tell me a story about a project that succeeded or failed or whatever, it shouldn't be a one-liner <laughs> or a paragraph. It should actually be something that's a bit more construct. Mm -hmm. So you say, you give this background or you say, I worked for a company that does this. And then I was in charge of this and the goal was that. And so I can already see that you know what you were doing and why. And that sets up also the rest of the story and the, the information that I would receive. So if you would just say, I did that and I fell at that, and that doesn't tell me much. Um, maybe if you're like more junior, it, it could, could mean that. And in that sense, it's wonderful if you're honest and are, is able to self-reflect. Um, however, even for juniors, I, I do believe that if you're, you can still tell a story in a more cohesive way and tell what happened, why you think that happened. Maybe, maybe you're wrong or maybe you're not sure, but have an opinion on that or try to have an opinion on that. Um, and make sure also that the person you're talking with uh, understands. So to me, if I tell you a story and I see that you're, something is not clear and you're giving me this kind of look, maybe I can ask you like, do you understand what I mean by that? And those things are uh, very essential. And I guess if you're hearing this now, you can fake it. It's always possible. Just yeah. like fluffing your CV. Um, but, you know, in, in, the re in reality, you can qualitatively see if someone is genuinely interested in telling you a real story or a real reason of why they think something happened or not. Um, and in that sense, honesty is very important, not meaning to say, yeah, tell me everything about you or, or like 
that my boss was shitty or something like that. Yeah. Not that kind of thing. You should still be true to people and not, as you said, like, don't talk shit. So I, I don't appreciate it if someone says that person specifically was terrible. Yeah. Uh, because that also uh, reduces uh, their responsibility. Yes. Even if someone was terrible, and some people are definitely just, you know, terrible employees or terrible managers, or uh, but these things are. I don't think people are trying to do that uh, on purpose. And if you have that perspective on life, saying like he was probably just trying to harm me, I'm, I'm not talking about like racism or like crazy no, no, biases, but I'm talking about taking some responsibility or actually just showing me that you have learned from that. Even if you learned to stay away from specific type of people, that's fine. But show me that you're active in that situation and, and how you, uh, I don't know, would deal with that in the future. Maybe. Yeah, and it is an interview. So I think that's something you can share after you got the job. Like I always tell people that I, have, I had an abusive CTO, <laughs> but I never say that in, a, in an interview. Like yeah. it, it's, it's something that when I sit, sit in an interview and people ask, why are you, why do you want to leave? I actually tell the story uh, and I tell the story where I don't get along with my CTO and I tell it in a very respectful way because you need to be respect, respectful in an interview. And after that, when I talk with some friends and I'm, I can more say, yeah, you, that if person you was abusive. Friendly, yeah. yeah. Then why not? Exactly. But in an interview, you need to kind of, th- there is some, it's not, Yes, you need to be honest, but you also need to be respectful because the people who are sitting and actually just talking to you are thinking to themselves as well, what will that person say in the next interview after he will he or she will leave us exactly and it's it's just can we and that is a base of like trust for the future exactly everything that we would work on together would that person be trusted with exactly and that's very important if a person for example comes in and trash the entire company that he came from it sets a very bad example if you're just kind of just taking a look at that because you're saying hey we could be the next company that he will trash in the next interview yeah because you don't have enough information, so you need to assume a lot as well. Right. So I, I appreciate honesty, and I appreciate when someone shares their difficulties. Um, that actually teaches me a lot that that person is open to solving things or looking at things from different perspectives, and that's important in every type of role and in any, any seniority. So if you're a junior or a senior or intermediate or whatever, a VP, I don't care. Like, I really appreciate that um, that trait in someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, one of the things we actually kind of, when we talked about this, we say about coming prepared for an interview. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's quickly touch on that then. Yeah, so you know when someone walks in the room and the, they don't even have like a backpack? Have you, have you had this before? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's very common, right? Like the chairman just comes in, they say hi, they sit down. So maybe you're not a backpack person and maybe you don't carry pens around with you, but there is a good chance you might need those in an interview and thinking ahead, like bringing a piece of paper or a pen or a computer if you need to showcase something or a printout if you need to showcase something. Those things tell me that you have thought this through and that you're actually interested in the job. And that you came prepared for it. Because some people like uh, that I've interviewed, like uh, they said, all right, let me just write this question for later. Because like we ask them some questions and we say, if you have a specific type of question, you can ask it at the end so we can go through everything like in a standardized way. Yeah. And then like, do you have a pen? And to me, it's like you could have just brought a pen or ask it when you entered the room. That shows me that you care about the situation. And I know it's a personality thing and... You know, some people just are not used to that. But uh, 
here's a tip, at least for me, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Isn't like the interviewers, like for me, when an interview starts, we just put, put like a sheet of paper with a pen. We also do that. So, yeah. And, and a computer, I agree. Like if you, if you tell a person that there is a whatever work to be done, uh, that's for me. And, and you actually explain that there is a laptop needed. Sure. But even that, like if the person doesn't have a laptop, I don't know. It's more about whether you're ready or not. Yeah. And, and if you have questions about the company, so you can also see if someone is preparing in the sense that the, they read about the company, for example. Is it important to you? It is important to me. Really? Yes. I mean, I, uh, I'm a big believer. I mean, okay. Looking at it from like a market perspective, I understand that people may apply to different jobs. And until you wait, only when you meet the, the person you're going to be working with, you can only know if you're really interested or not. And this is an opportunity to talk about the, the job and on yourself. And only then you make a decision or an initial decision. But to me, at least you should come prepared in the sense that you kind of know what the company is doing. Maybe you came in with a couple of questions ready. Um, it shows interest in the company and it makes me want to sell you the job more and incorporate you in this more. Do you basically also kind of rule out people accordingly? Like, no, no, I don't rule out, but it's well, where you ask me what I like. So uh, I you're reducing points. So I don't reduce points over it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do reduce points if you think our product does something that it doesn't, <laughs> if you completely misunderstand it. Mm -hmm. If it's a marketplace and you think it's something else or you mistake it to whatever. Yeah. Um, or if you ask me questions about something that is completely wrong, that means you didn't even read the, I don't know, what's on the website. Um, or if you don't remember the job description. So we do repeat it. But if you're completely surprised by something that kind of tells me like you could have taken like a 10 minute before the interview and just read it again. Yeah. So those things kind of reduce points. Um, or do you know if we're a global company or not? These things are like five minutes. Really? Yeah. That's really interesting. I don't care about any of it. It's, it's okay. It's amazing. Yeah. But so there is like some things that are neutral. I don't expect, I don't expect juniors or people looking for internships to be in depth with those things like to know those things in depth because um it's also a skill of how to search for it but most of the basic information does exist on a company's website yeah. and i take it as uh as a bonus as a something that i would want to see in a candidate that they took that time to at least take interest and come with some answers so that's a philosophical uh, question then, because i asked if you're reducing points and you said no so you're you're actually adding points to those who have yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's what I do. So that maybe that's where we had uh, this misunderstanding because I don't care if someone didn't read our website. Fine. If someone doesn't know the product we're working on. Fine. I'm not going to reduce points, but there is no added points to it. But if someone comes prepared and tells me, oh, I know that Wikimedia Germany is a chapter and whatever of uh, the biggest chapter of the Wikimedias, uh, aside from the Wikimedia Foundation, for example, I'm like, oh, that's nice. He read our website. So yeah. th this is an added point and not a reduction of point for me. I don't, I don't reduce points on those things basically because I, um, I realize that it's a, it's a buyer's market, not a seller's market. So when I interview a, uh, a candidate, I know that candidate has so many other offers. So like, I'm not gonna be really pricky about that. Uh, true. Okay. I, I get where you're going with this. Maybe we do feel a little bit different around that, but because, uh, for some roles, um, that are more like, um, 
for some roles that are more like uh, make the team or lead decisions or be a like a important voice in the in the table of decision making i do expect people to come prepared because that shows me that they can come prepared for other things or how they communicate those things yes and when i interview for for roles well maybe as a junior i didn't have as many questions but i did have some you know oh yes about the team or how you work and today i can ask more specific questions because i have the experience but I still really much appreciate it. And it, it shows that people are like invested in this. And I just want to note that um, I understand that this, we, we talked about biases like in our short episode, but this is also a bias towards people that would have time. So people yeah. that are really in a need for a job usually don't have that time because they're um, looking for multiple jobs and could have a few interviews a day and or maybe parents or people that are hard working and already have a job so i understand those things and i do consider them and i do look at that person and about their like enthusiasm or or how fit they are but i do like to see those things so i i won't necessarily reduce points over that but like you know I, I just appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's what I do. I, I think adding bonus points on, on coming prepared, knowing about the company, all those things, that's great. Especially when we're talking about like more leading roles, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think even for specifically for product lead or different type of product seniority, then this is where I, w- I would reduce points because that's part of your role. If you come and you want to work for a product, but you don't even care about the product, then that's a very yeah. bad sign on who you are. For all I care, you can come and say, like, I'm completely junior. I don't know what that product does. It looks like it does this and that, does it? Yeah, that's that's fine. That's enough. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you convinced me on that. I think my, my hat is like the engineering manager's hat. And for me, when even though I, I, I really want all the engineers to be product driven, I don't reduce points on that. I find it to be counterproductive to my goal of actually hiring (laughs) Um, because it's really difficult and you can't hire the perfect people so i do want to give bonus points for that and i do that what do you look for when interviewing or i guess in being a process of hiring for a product person who um one thing is at least a big thing for me is um this inclusion feeling like a person that sees it as one product team Mm -hmm. like i want my the product manager i'm working with to not say, hey, I'm doing product work, you engineers doing engineers, and I'm telling you what to do. I want this, the creation of um, this cohesion of we're all working together, we all have different roles, but in the end, the person who kind of embodies this, um, I am the hub, like, and I am talking to marketing, I'm talking to you, and in yeah. the end, we all make decisions together, I'm just there to facilitate. Um, yeah, this I is call a, it like the universal translator. Yeah, the universal <laughs> universal there, translator. But yeah, <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's 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 something very important for me. Uh, a person that can to be can be honest. Like um, I think honesty, when it's done right and done with like with empathy, is the is the nice way. Like someone who's nice and telling telling you what you want to hear, but then does something completely different, is not nice. Um, a person that tells you we're not going to do this thing. Because according to our OKRs, for example, they don't fit. And no matter how we try to push it, it's not going to fit. So um, whatever. Um, then how it, do you see it in an interview, though? It's kind of hard. Well, you can, ask, you can ask a person, for example. I ask a lot of product people, tell me about an experience that you had that was difficult with the engineering team that you had to tell them no for. Mm-hmm. 
refactoring air quotes yeah, or for question. or technical debt like how would you deal with that when the team comes and tells you hey we need to rewrite this thing yeah and and i try to kind of poke and i poke in a way that um is is not leading but it's kind of I'm, i'm making it more difficult and more difficult and like when a person says yeah but if it ha- has volume like it doesn't yeah. i, I want to see how the person actually delivers a message of or i'm not even saying it doesn't i'm like it kind of does but it It, it's not you're kind of uh, moving the situation around to yeah. see how they respond to a lot of the times i even role play like i tell yeah. them okay now you are the product manager i'm the engineers and I'm, i'm the engineer i'm telling you this thing and i see the reaction and i just kind of react to the reaction right. so i i try that uh, i think it works well um because this is a really big fu- big part for me like to the the relationship of product and engineering is really tricky yeah. i'm a big believer that there has to be tension there And attention it's good has, tension. It's, it's good tension. I mean, it's a it positive feel, it tension. It doesn't feel positive, but the existence of that tension yeah, is, is good because it brings to better results. I, exactly. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because about. engineering, that, I think I said it in the first episode, I'm not sure. Engineering, they have the responsibility to, to make the sheep, the, like the, make the bridge stay together or the garden be nice. But, and the product wants to add more, more, more stuff to the garden, right? Well, we're not going to go there now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, but yeah, yeah, I mean, like, um, but, but I want to talk about what you just said about the interview and like uh, yeah. role play. And I, I want to just maybe tell our listeners that sometimes if, if you're doing that, it could sometimes feel like you had failed that role play or something, because if something was made very difficult and you don't have a proper answer, but actually it doesn't necessarily mean that sometimes it's just about the way you answer, the way you describe or communicate or convey a message yeah. sometimes it's it's good enough or very good even though it didn't come to like a conclusion of like agreement yeah and that's, we don't agree on everything that's also on the interviewer right like you can tell that like when you start this role-playing thing you can basically say there is no right answer it's just the idea of like every every everything that you will say i will right. have a counter to and it's just a way to interact and see how our interaction is going and nothing else true but it's a, yeah it's a yeah it, it it's very anticlimactic situation. as well when it ends yeah. because it when basically it ends. ends it's just like okay thank you very much like because yeah and you kind of feel like it. oh what should i have done differently to like get nothing. claps or something <laughs> yeah there is no clap there is no right solution yeah so it could still be fine just just letting you know since we're talking about behind the curtains and stuff like that yeah. as interviews as well and we've been through those interviews so it's it's fine <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, i think basically yeah so, so what yeah. do you not like uh i mean to see in a product person when being like interviewing them first By of the way, all I told, the things you said totally resonate with me I, nice. in terms of like i i get asked all the time by the way about like uh what did you fail in or are you comfortable making decisions and it's so funny because for my first role i was like yes and then <laughs> there was no follow-up questions i think because people were like expected maybe i won't be but i, I am yeah, so no. um basically i didn't invent any of it right like uh yeah. you need just to read some how to interview kind of guides and and that's basically what what i'm doing i'm not yeah. that smart all right well then yeah, yeah. T- tell so me what, what you don't like a big thing i don't like is when product managers confuse Uh, project management to product management. Oh, yes. I am completely, but, completely against that. But we should clarify that. that because, yes. Because it's it's a common confusion also with all those terminology in the market. Like yes. Product manager or product owner and project manager or project... Like, it's it's endless. And so product manager and product owner, just to clarify, are very, very difficult to distinguish. Each company or organization... Yeah, from the outside. From the outside and from basically the inside. A lot of organizations are basically 
the swapping them, I think the official well, yeah. official uh, definition of product owner is a person that lives within the team that is doing the day to day in the dailies and making decisions on on the now um, and delivers a product end to end basically from just ideation to implementation and exactly. implementation and testing and improving and manager is the product manager is more like before the agile kind of definition I don't even want to go to that. I think the differentiation between product manager and product owner are just terminology in the market. And like, it's, I know it's, it's basically the same. Uh, it really whatever. depends on the company. And I know that there are definitions of that, but yep. they're also uh, contradictory to one another. So let's yep. not go in there. Maybe yeah, let's differentiate let's... between project manager and a product person. Yes. Okay. So a product person and a project manager. Yeah. So, we just kind of define... Again, we, we could be a bit, you know, it's from our perspective what we experience in the yeah, market. Yeah, none so. of us are a project manager as well or have yeah. been. But, I mean, uh, I, I yeah. have been. Oh, right, you have. Yeah, yeah, for like eight months, I think. Yeah. I, I didn't like it so much. I mean, okay. <laughs> there is a lot of project management in product work, but it's not a full-time thing. So, yeah, yeah. sorry, please so, explain. Yeah, um, a product manager or product person, basically, we kind of already explained when we touched what is a product owner. So that's yeah. basically it, like just kind of the, the development before like the development of the product basically without writing the code, right? Like the definition, the ideas, um, mitigation, um, definitions, testing. delegation, yeah. Um, basically defining backlog. Um, um, yeah. Managing it, talking like uh, thinking out or checking from the data about like yeah. future Del features. Delivering features. Um, uh, defining, defining versions. Exactly. Yeah. Like a lot of work. And uh, a project manager is a person who's actually controlling like basically defining not in a, not in a bad sense no no no, just no, no. Like controlling is is, is, is a yeah. thing you do in our in our like in our work i i have also as for example as a budget owner myself i need to control the budget that's what yeah. i do I, I just i have a gun chart or something that i actually make sure that i have a burnout that i'm always within the budget the budget this is what the project manager does he basically he or she they have projects and they need to make sure that the project started when it should have and it ended when it should have and basically just tell people once in a while hey what's going on with this thing are you on track or not yeah and, and that's like an oversimplification of this because of course it is a, and it's a very important role and, and this it's is a, very like a proper profession yes. like with specific tools and capabilities um and uh yeah so but it's not product no. it's not a product role and when i interview for product and people tell me about project management i find it very difficult because first of all it means that you're interviewing for the wrong role. Or uh, do they understand the difference or not? Yeah, and they, that's the problem. And maybe they don't understand the difference, which makes it extremely difficult for me. To interview. Um, yeah, to, to interview to, because... To gauge their abilities because... Yeah, they, yeah. And, and then I ask a lot about product questions and I get project answers. And this is where I feel I am either I'm failing as an interviewer at this point yeah. or maybe the person doesn't fully understand what the role is. Or and they that came really from a company, yeah, I know it was kind of mixed together. It probably is. No, it's not their fault, definitely, yeah. I guess. But it's just, it's the industry fault, industry's fault a little bit because the the, the positions are so kind of, they're close, they're but close they're together. not the same thing at all. And the naming keep changing. The naming well, keep changing. I guess changing. it's a yeah. different topic to talk about. But yeah, but and also like the, the abbreviation, like just the kind of the acronym of PM is the same. Yeah. Project manager and a, and a project, product manager and a project manager yeah. uh, it's it's really tricky so but that's a big thing that's a big no-no for me like when a person cannot define what a product does 
Uh, yeah, and it's not like uh, the uh, I well I think we feel the same about this. So it's not like when uh, the uh, interviewee cannot uh, distinguish in the terms of the title. It's more like yeah, talk about the the contents of the job yeah. and what you have done, and and let's see it from from that qualitative point of view that you understand your role and what you were doing. Yeah, I never ask, hey, what is a product manager's role? Like, is yeah. I, I ask, what have you done in your previous position? And as a product manager, tell me a success story that you have actually achieved. Tell yeah. me a failure. And if a person always tells me, oh, a project was supposed to start in April, but um, I basically, I don't know, started in uh, June, uh, or like, um, like I had different projects running and I couldn't give attention to any of them and they were all delayed. I'm like, okay, but let's talk about the content. Let's talk about the, the, the yeah. meat of the things and people can't tell me those, then that's a problem and that's so, a problem for me. Yeah, so I guess it's not something that you don't uh, like, but maybe it's something that is frustrating, I it, guess. It's not that I don't like, not frustrating and not that I don't like, it's just for me, it's, it's a sign that the person is not the person I need for a position. Mm. And if I'm, in, if I'm interviewing for a product, managers or owner role then i'm expecting a product person yeah. to sit in front of me and if a person always gives me the project answers then my assumptions are always that's not the right person yeah well i guess there is a, a lot to talk about here um i guess also when interviewing for roles that we're not experienced with like design or marketing yeah. stuff like that maybe this is something that we can like have a think and and touch upon uh, yeah maybe on. even have like one of our friends from those type of I, disciplines i do have an idea for <laughs> something that we can do like in a later episode okay um, and just to kind of sum the summarize whatever we talked yeah. about so what we do like when we interview for people is basically if they're able to not talk trash about their previous employer <laughs> yeah. in an interview if they're um, honest if they're honest while doing that, if they can basically tell us about projects they worked on and they show um, e like extent knowledge about decisions made and they can justify them, they yeah. can defend them. But they That's also definitely bonus points. Yes. And they can self-reflect about them. So, for example, if you give the question of, OK, knowing what you know now, how would you have changed something shows like critical thinking about and growth. Yeah, that's something and I like. it can be given with an honest answer of like, let me think about it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> or I'm not sure. I haven't thought about. It. That's also fine. Yeah. Um, Coming prepared. We talked that uh, I think we both actually agreed that for s most roles, it's an added value. But for some roles, for example, if it's like, for example, a leading product role or something like that, not knowing must. the product, it's a must. Yes. Yeah. Um, what else? And do there we... are different preparations that you can do, like a bring a pen and paper or just to show your intent or have a background check or <clears throat> sorry or to come up with uh, some questions yeah for the yeah. company or the interviewer actually i always check the linkedin of the people i yeah, interview or being interviewed by me too um yeah and what else what else what else i guess we talk about the things that we don't like as well which are not as many but yeah yeah um yeah well, I guess egos <laughs> are something that we don't really appreciate yeah. or people not being able to admit that they failed. I mean, failure is a part of learning and that's fine. Yeah. And so it's like two sides of the same coin. If you yeah, put your ego sign, you're willing to learn, then you, you can, yeah, our cat just made some noise. That was funny. But if you're um, eager to learn and you're willing to, then uh, this would also be yeah reflected, I guess, in your answers. Yeah, definitely. And um, a big part of it is also like actually being open to learn and being open to actually being in an environment where you share your opinion in a respectful way. Yeah. 
Um, oh, you know what we didn't say, but I know that we both like is that we're being asked questions ourselves. Oh yes. How did we skip that? I All don't right. know. Well, we there's no point of getting into this. I guess it could be a part of our summary or ending of the episode, but still, yeah. like, ask us questions. I mean, it's not a one way street. You're interviewing for a job. You should definitely ask be engaged. Us. Yeah. And, and be engaged in the interview means that not just answer questions. Come and ask questions. Why? Why you want to be like, what's your motivation to be in that place? Like, ask your interviewer, why, like, why you? Like, why is my position open? What yeah. is the need? Who's going to manage me? What's your know. management I, style? I like what are your expectations? Where, I don't know. I, I actually do that a lot in interviews when I am being interviewed. I ask, can I see the office? I, I literally, it's important for me. Like, I want to yeah. see the, the workplace. So if I go and I'm just sitting in the same office for an interview yeah. and it ends, I'm like, they ask me, hey, do you want to, do you have any questions? I'm like, can I, can I take a tour? I, yeah. I want to see the offices. I want to see where people sit. I and actually care about that. And hopefully they tell you, yes, of course, we yeah. were meaning to ask you that. And uh, definitely or to offer that. you should, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a relationship. It's a professional relationship. And don't mistake yes. it for a friendly one. I mean, yeah, people are. Be friendly. Are, but be friendly don't, and yeah. be nice. And maybe you have friends there later on or with your manager as well. But it's a professional <laughs> relationship, but still a relationship. But it's a two-way street, like we always say, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed our episode. Yeah, and, it was uh, lovely. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it too. Okay. So um, I guess if you actually, I don't know, want to poke us and ask us questions, um, have any topics that you want us to talk about, feel free to. We have a contact page now on our website. So Yay, you can just, just send new. us whatever you want. Um, it's all anonymous. Um, basically, you can DM us on Twitter, techpoint underscore C. Uh, find us on Facebook as techpointcharlie, the group. Um, and don't forget our website techpointcharlie.blog um, I don't know I guess see you next time yep bye bye bye